Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're going to react to Rob Thompson's media availability from earlier this week. Topper had a lot of interesting things to say about what the Phillies' biggest need is this offseason still, what's going on with the outfield spots, and also who the leadoff hitter is going to be for 2024. Isn't it a little bit early for that? Well, possibly, but we've got some clues to some things from Rob Thompson that I want to get into on today's episode. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out here on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Really appreciate it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Uh, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. It's a great way to consume Locked On Phillies. You get to actually see stuff visually, see the breakdown of what we're going to get into every day. And uh, you got all that on your screen. And also, subscribe to the YouTube. It gets you notifications when new episodes are posted. It also helps us out here significantly at Locked On Phillies. So appreciate everyone who's already done that and everyone who's going to do that. So thank you. Uh, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. So make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Today's episode is going to be an interesting one because we got the rare bit of offseason news for the 2023-2024 Philadelphia Phillies offseason. It's really been Philly signed Aaron Nola and then a whole lot of nothing for this offseason. But Rob Thompson met with the media at Citizens Bank Park earlier this week. Spring training is not till February. There's still time until pitchers and catchers report. But it's customary that right around this time, Rob Thompson gets together with the media, answers some questions on what's going on with the offseason, what still needs to happen, just to check in to see where Topper is at, and they look into where the organization is at. So let's break down some of the things that Rob Thompson had to say in that meeting. The first thing we're going to talk about is an answer he gave on pitching depth. He was asked if pitching depth was still the main priority for the Philadelphia Phillies this offseason, and he absolutely said that it was. Pitching depth is where this team is focused. He brought up that you're going to need eight or nine starters I've heard some people say nine or ten starters, but Topper said eight or nine uh, to get through a Major League Baseball season with the way injuries work and guys getting sent up and called down. I guess I messed those up. Called up and sent down. Scratch that. Reverse it. You know what I mean. Roster moves, injuries, a lot of stuff changes when it comes to a pitching rotation over the course of 162 games. So you need multiple guys. And let's think about it, right? So... You got Nola, Wheeler, Walker, Suarez, Christopher Sanchez. That's five. You could use Matt Strom as a swing starter out of the bullpen. That's six. Who else could start a game for the Philadelphia Phillies at the major league level? Uh, maybe Nick Nelson, seven. Maybe Andrew Bellotti, eight. Dylan Covey, nine. Uh, I, I don't know that anyone feels comfortable with those last three guys, but uh, maybe Mick Abel at some point. That might get you to ten, but all four of those last guys are questionable at best. A lot of those guys spent time in the minors this past year. Uh, we know how this fan base feels about Dylan Covey 
as a reliever, much less a starter in case something happens. The Philadelphia Phillies clearly need depth, and they still have to fill out their bullpen. Uh, I mean, there are still two spots in the bullpen that are up for grabs, it would seem, based on who is left from last year's team, with Greg Campbell departing and Michael Lorenzen departing. So who fills those spots? And that's also assuming Orion Kirkering makes the team. If he doesn't make the team, then you've got three major league spots in the bullpen, in addition to needing guys in the organization that are going to have to be starters at some point this year. Here's what it's seeming more and more like to me, right? The top starters on the market, it doesn't seem like the Phillies are too interested. Uh, they went heavy after Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Like There are some reports out there saying they offered more than the Dodgers, who ended up getting them. The Phillies were very interested. There was just no chance he was ever going to come to Philadelphia, unfortunately. He wasn't interested in the organization. But that would seem to indicate either, one, Yoshinobu Yamamoto is like a once-in-a-generation opportunity based on how old he is and how talented he is to sign, or uh, the Phillies are really invested in the starting pitching market. And I'd assume it's the former. I think just Yamamoto being posted from Japan is a unique circumstance, and that's why the Phillies offered so much. I don't see them going for one of the top starters on the market. I've been saying this really all season, off, all off-season long. I don't really see it as a realistic place for the Philadelphia Phillies to spend more money with the way they've already gone about spending a lot of their payroll on guys like Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, um, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, JT, how he got paid, Aaron Nola now. Like, they have a lot of money committed. I don't think they've got enough for a top-line starter, and I don't think they're willing to spend that. So if you're not going to sign a top-line starter, and you need pitching depth, and the middle of the free agent pitching market, by the way, kind of weak, outside of like Jordan Montgomery, who I don't know how realistic of a signing that would be for the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't see anyone that age-wise, skill-wise, or payment-wise would fit into the middle of the rotation for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that leaves basically one option. It's not a bad option. It's not a great option. It's not like an exciting one, but it's not bad. Okay, We all want a splash signing. We all want the Phillies to go, oh, give me Blake Snell on a great deal and give us something excited that we can talk about like a Cy Young candidate coming here. And I know not everyone wants Blake Snell, but just an example of like a splash move that this fan base would enjoy after what's been a slow off season. But more realistically and probably more prudently, I think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to bring in a couple guys on minor league deals. They're going to sign long shots to minor league contracts. They're going to pitch in triple A and they're going to be at Lehigh. And if the Phillies need them to come up, they'll be able to come up guys that have been starters and are not quite major league caliber anymore, guys that are middle of the pack that you could sign to a minor league deal, not have a lot of money invested, and then maybe you find something. Jeff Hoffman was one of those guys last year. I know he's not a starter, but they found him out of the pen, throwing to Bryce Harper and rehab stints as a guy who signed a minor league deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Next thing you know, he's pitching in the NLCS in huge innings and doing well. So this isn't a bad thing. It's just a way that a team that's already pretty stacked up in their rotation has to fill out their roster. So I'd be more looking for a starting pitcher or two that are going to end up or a swing reliever, a guy that started and pitched out of the pen in their career. Think of Michael Lorenzen. Think of Matt Strom, guys like that, that could do both that you could bring in. I think they're looking for Righty and lefty, I wouldn't, I'd wouldn't. i be surprised if they're both the same hand if they bring in two guys. Uh, it seems like starter-wise, they might want to go righty. So you got Suarez lefty, Sanchez lefty. Uh, you've got an opportunity to – and Strom, a swing starter, who you know you're going to use at some point to start games, is also a lefty. 
you're going to want to have another righty that can be kind of like a swing man for you. So that would be what I'd be looking at as the Philadelphia Phillies continue free agency. I think the door is all but shut on the Philadelphia Phillies as far as acquiring another name that you recognize as a starting pitcher. I think it's going to be depth moves, and I think that's perfectly fine. Again, I've been higher than most on Dave Dombrowski's strategy of people are calling it running it back. I don't think it's totally running it back because I do think there will be some slight alterations, but for sake of a better term, or for lack of a better term, I should say, I don't have an issue with running it back. I think this team's really close. I think they have a lot of talent. I trust the manager, and I'm in a situation where I'm ready to see this Philadelphia Phillies team take another shot at it the way that they're currently composed with a couple other pieces to fill out the depth. An upgrade over Jay Cave would be very nice. A couple of nice bullpen pieces that have been proven before would be nice. Hector Neris, by the way, has said he's wanted like a three-year deal worth $50 million. I don't think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be giving him anything close to that. That would be something in the 17 to $18 million range per year, if my math is correct. Um, yeah, I'm not really looking at that as a realistic possibility. But uh, there are other guys out there on the market that maybe Jordan Hicks already signed. So look at this as more bullpen depth, starting pitchers that could be major league guys at some point on a minor league deal. And that is what the answer in the pitching depth category seems to be for the Philadelphia Phillies at this time, unless something goes totally crazy. So uh, that's what I'm looking at. And that's what my thoughts are based on what Rob Thompson had to say. And it sounds that's the way the Phillies seem to be headed right now. Anything could change, but that's something to keep an eye on. Coming up, we're going to get into another question you had that was interesting, talking about the outfield depth and the spots available in the outfield, how comfortable the team is with where they're at right now with the outfielders at the major league level. So we'll discuss that as we continue Locked on Phillies. Let me tell you about Ibotta first, though. The new year for many people means resolutions to save money. Uh, trust me, I could save some money. You could save some money. We all could save some money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. After the holidays, there's a lot of great things you could do with a little extra cash in your pocket. And you might have to pay off credit card bills. You might find a way to pay rent with money you didn't think you were going to have. All types of stuff like that. So there's a lot to go ahead and check out. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. It's super easy. And the average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. Think about if you had an extra $145 a year, extra $10 or so a month. I mean, just nice and easy. That's a breakfast that you don't have to pay for. That's just, I, I don't know. You have to go ahead and get some lunch real quick because you forgot it. Like Ibotta can help you cover that with the cash back you're going to get. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but Ibotta just adds uh, your offers in the app. And then you can upload your receipt and get real cash that you can cash out back to your bank account. You can also use PayPal or you could get any gift cards. So join the over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it. Just for trying Ibotta. You just use the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and you'll start earning cash back. And you use code locked on MLB, 
you'll get that $5. That's I-D-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use code LOCKEDONMLB. I also want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we come to the sports world to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's just talk about preparing for tough situations. You might be on extended travel. You might be bracing for a major weather event. We're getting another snowstorm up here in Philadelphia. You could be limited by another supply shortage, some supply chain issues, but you're covered with Jace Medical. They've got life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply, not weekly, not monthly. No, you get a one-year supply straight up, even ED generics for Cialis or Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case as well, which is a pack of five different antibiotics, treats a long list of bacterial infections and medical issues you could have, stuff that could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com. You'll complete a physician encounter. It's going to be reviewed by a board-certified physician, so you know it's legit. Your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy, so you know that's legit. And it's going to be at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, and plus, you can use offer code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $20 off your order. Let's get into one of the other things Rob Thompson had to talk about, which is where the outfield currently stands for the Philadelphia Phillies. So there's a couple different ways to look at this. So let's start with the more definitive thing he said towards the outfield, and then we'll follow up with something else he had a conversation about that's a little bit more vague that I'm going to have to read between the lines on. But the first thing has to deal with Johan Rojas. And Rob Thompson talked about Rojas, and something I found very interesting is he said it's not necessarily what's best for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a combination of what's best for the Phillies and also what's best for Johan. Because if he's struggling in spring training, is it going to be good for him to come up and play good defense with the major league squad, but struggle and lose confidence and spend a lot of time not being able to hit major league pitching? In that case, it may be better to send him to Lehigh, let him get 300 some at bats and build confidence against pitchers that are not as difficult to hit. I mean, you're not going to go ahead and you see – Blake Snell or Yamamoto, or I know Otani isn't pitching, but DeGrom, guys of that caliber, the top level, Dylan Cease, yeah, Corbin Burns, name great pitchers. He doesn't have to face him in AAA. So you can build his confidence up, and then you call him up later in the season as a uh, later call-up to give you push for the playoffs. And he takes over just like he did this past year, except he'd have more experience. Or you could – see in spring training that he's capable of hitting major league pitching. You say, all right, kid, you earned it. Let's go. You're our starting center fielder. Go out there and prove that you deserve to be here. So those seem to be the two things to question when it comes to Johan Roas. Will he see enough major league pitching in spring training and see it well that the team will trust him to be at the major league level? Or will they feel after spring training He's not ready for major league pitching. They're going to have to sacrifice his defense to keep his confidence up and send him to Lehigh Valley. If I had a guess, just a gut feeling, I think Johan Rojas is going to be the starting center fielder for the major league team. I think it'll be Brandon Martian left. I think it'll be Nick Castellanos in center. If Rojas starts in AAA, who's going to be up? Well, Rob Thompson didn't exclusively say, but it could be Martian center and Pache in left. It could be Martian center and Jake Cave in left. 
I don't think anyone's looking forward to either of those as options, but it's really on whether or not Roas can hit at the major league level. Everyone's seen the pictures of him just absolutely jacked up, taking batting practice. Looks like he's strong as anything. I'm going to have an episode coming up soon about uh, bold predictions for the 2024 season for the Philadelphia Phillies, and he's going to be included in one of them. Uh, I think that Johan Roas is going to be on the major league team this year. I really do. I think he's good enough to be their starting center fielder right now, and I think that'll be good for him confidence-wise to prove he can do that at the major league level. But if he sat down, you're going to have to fill that spot with someone else, and that seems to be Jake Cave or Christian Pache at this point. Those are the only other outfielders maybe available. I got a comment. Uh, I think it was a tweet from someone saying uh, Simone Muziati might be an option to get time in the majors this year. I don't really see it. I don't think he's a major league baseball player right now. I think he's a good AAA player, and that's about it. He might be a quad A player, but that's it. And I don't think he's going to get time with the major league team this year, barring any type of crazy injury that leaves them light in the outfield. So what else did Rob Thompson say that I have to read between the lines on something a little more vague? Well, he talked about acquiring players this time of year. And the question was actually not pointed towards the outfield, but it was pointed towards the amount of spring training invites that are out there the 40-man roster as opposed to how many more guys they can bring on and why the invites are light and why they're kind of holding off on that with spring training about a month away. And Rob Thompson said the guys have a way of kind of kind of falling out of the sky uh, right before spring training. Late acquisitions, guys that haven't signed anywhere that just need some place to sign and play and they end up in Philadelphia. That might sound like a kind of offhand statement about like, oh, okay, well, this is just a random explanation. It feels more pointed to say, Dave Dombrowski is going to be more aggressive, more active, rather, I should say. I don't know if he'll be aggressive at all this offseason, but he'll be more active right around the start of spring training, and they want to leave some of those spots open because they do believe there will be some more acquisitions coming. Now, that could be starting pitchers on a minor league deal that you want to get in because they might pitch at the major league level. That could be a couple bullpen acquisitions because they don't trust the minor league guys or the guys that were minimal parts of the bullpen from this past year. Or what it could be is it could be an outfield addition. We've heard from a lot of people. They need to upgrade over J.K. They need a left-handed bat in the outfield that can come off the bench. We don't know if they trust Rojas. They might have to go out and get another guy who could play 50-some games out in the outfield for the Philadelphia Phillies and keep this team afloat. Not that they don't have enough star power outside of that, but I think there's going to be another outfield depth move. I've been saying this for over a month now. I'll, I'll say again, the guy I love, you've heard it from me a billion times. I want Kike Hernandez in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. That would be ideal. That would basically jump over Jake Cave, and you could do whatever you'd like. You could cut ties with Jake Cave if you'd like, however you want to handle that if you're the Philadelphia Phillies. But So that points to there being late acquisitions that could still reshape this roster. So something to keep in mind, Rob Thompson seems very comfortable with the fact that there will be guys added late ahead of spring training, and that seems to be part of the plan. And coming up in our final segment, one more thing that's very interesting. Of course, the leadoff spot has been controversial, I guess we'll say, for the Philadelphia Phillies the past couple seasons. Rob Thompson was asked about it. He addressed it. I'll get into what he had to say about that spot coming up as we wrap up Lock on Phillies. First, though, let me tell you about FanDuel. The NFL postseason is here. And there's plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, 
America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. So you got live same-game parlays, which you don't find anywhere. It's a great way to make money. It's a great way to find the best bets and the best odds. You can find bets in the new Explore tab to help you see everything that's available. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. and You can even look at the popular parlays that other people have put together. Of course, you can bet the old faithfuls, money line, spread, over-under, futures, all that great stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So Rob Thompson was asked about the leadoff position in 2024 and if it's going to be Kyle Schwarber, like it was for most of the season in 2022, like it was for basically the entirety of the season and well, or sorry, most of the season in 2023. It feels like the entirety because it was the only time they played well, but Trey Turner saw some time there. Bryson Stott saw a little bit of time there. And Rob Thompson was asked about that, if it's going to be Kyle Schwarber. And he said, well, you look at it and we've, won a lot of games when Kyle Schwarber has been the leadoff hitter of this team. So if that is the case and Kyle Schwarber's our leadoff hitter again, he says he's feel very he'll feel very comfortable with that, as will I, as I think will everybody, or everybody should at least. There's a point where you just have to accept that even if you don't understand why, the team is good with Kyle Schwarber as the leadoff hitter. You're going to just have to accept it. Sorry, folks, that's reality. Uh, but he did say that he's not committing to anything. He's not naming anyone leadoff hitter in January because Trey Turner has significant experience. Bryson Stott is a guy who could potentially fill that role. You have other options. You don't know what's going to happen in spring training, who's going to look like what, how they might find success early on in the season. So he's not committing to anything. Rob Thompson's not saying for sure Kyle Schwarber leadoff hitter in 2024. But without committing to it, he was kind of saying, well, we win with him batting leadoff, so why would I change it? But he's also leaving the door open to if Kyle Schwarber struggles or if Trey Turner or Bryson Stott seem like they're the perfect fit for that spot because of a different type of performance in 2024 or in spring training. That's certainly a possibility. Those were the three names he brought up. So seems to be a three-man race for leadoff. Kyle Schwarber way out in the lead, then Trey Turner and Bryson Stott as other potentials I'd be surprised if Kyle Schwarber is not your leadoff hitter again in 2024, but nothing committed to as of now. Rob Thompson just makes the great point that everyone should understand by this point. Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff for the Philadelphia Phillies equals wins. I don't know how to explain it any more blatant than that. It's been proven over the past two seasons, so. If that's the case, that's the case. And I think we should leave the leadoff debate back in 2023, but considering we're already asking Rob Thompson about it in 2024, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But that's some of the stuff that Rob Thompson had to say in some media availability. Coming up tomorrow, a very fun episode for you. I got a chance to talk to Jason Stark, Baseball Hall of Fame writer, on Wednesday night. And a lot of our conversation was centered around the Hall of Fame debate, the Hall of Fame race currently going on. And there's three Philadelphia Phillies that are on the ballot this year. Tomorrow, I'll update you on how they're doing, what to focus on, who seems to be getting in, who seems to not be getting in, who's of the guys who aren't getting in, like why aren't they? 
and what are their chances in future bouts, all kinds of stuff like that. We're going to have a Hall of Fame Philadelphia Phillies special episode tomorrow as we have our next episode of Locked On Phillies. But that's all for today's episode. Thank you for checking us out. Again, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.